This programme was made with the support of the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland. These are some of the sounds of Dublin Airport. You're listening to Gateways, a four-part radio documentary on the airport. Its people, its neighbours, its customers and all those who help make Dublin Airport special. You're listening to Gateways. Gateways is a four-part radio documentary on Dublin Airport. Gateways is produced by Ger Ledden. In this episode, we look at the final air approach to Dublin Airport and we speak to Tony Lambert of the Dublin Fingal Chamber of Commerce and Declan Keane of the Dublin Airport Authority talks to us on the logistics involved in running an airport. We also speak to North Dublin-based travel journalist Anya O'Connor and we visit St Finian's Community College in Swords. When somebody is flying into Ireland, into Dublin Airport, what, what do they see before they actually land? What, do you, what are the landmarks? Well, typically you're coming up, up, you're coming up the Irish Sea and then you start to take a left in around Hothead. You're listening there to the voice of local historian, tour guide and proud North Dublin native Jerry Cooley, who describes what you will see on the final flight approach into Dublin from the Irish Sea. The far side of Hothead, coming in over Baldoyle, moving in towards Clare Hall, and then Belcamp College is the first big expanse that you see that is unbuilt. Yeah. All of the rest to the to the south and north of it is, is, is built up. You've got Darndale, you've got all the Coolock area. But Belcamp College, the 104 acres of it, is uh, it's not... Belcamp College, it's over 200 acres. It's a sort of like a swathe of green, like a big runway. And you see, unfortunately, the ruins of Belcamp College there. And, and then the plane starts to make its descent. It starts to make a descent. You'll, you'll come out over Belcamp College and then you'll see the Bewley's Hotel, which is in Clunchock on your left, just right underneath you. And then it starts to make a descent because you're getting very close to the old... Uh, Swords Road and the runway is just about to start it's a very very short run in you're talking literally I would say 90 seconds maybe to 2 minutes long once you once you reach landfall at, uh, on, on the coast you're after wheeling in over a hot head it's literally 90 seconds 2 minutes and you're starting to land the sun is coming up you see a beautiful Irish fishing village which has a great history in itself it was the original uh, Dublin Harbour it was designed by Captain Bly of the, the Beauty and the Bounty Fame. The Earl of Holt has a castle there, uh, the St. Lawrence family, and uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Yes, I would, I would be saying you're getting a great uh, introduction to the landscape of Dublin and Ireland when you come here to land. Binary 7 Fox, continue the approach. Traffic just lining up and rolling. Expect a late landing 
Tony Lambert, I'm Chief Executive of the Fingal Dublin Chamber of Commerce. The Fingal Dublin region has benefited enormously from having Dublin Airport located in the heart of the region. Dublin Airport, as you know, is the international gateway to Ireland with direct flights to over 117 locations, including the US, Canada, Europe and the Middle East. It makes it so easy for businesses to locate here and have ease of access to reach their markets. The Chamber works very hard with multinational companies and high-tech startups to help them locate in an area from which they can operate in a very efficient and cost-effective manner. So it is a consideration, in your experience, it is a consideration for multinational companies if they are going to set up in an area to have an an international airport on their doorstep? Absolutely. Uh, We have clear indications from many foreign direct investment companies that the airport is a key uh, reason for locating in the area. Swords in particular has benefited over the years as being almost uh, the the place where most workers in the airport lived. Mm. Uh, And that has continued, although the spread of people who work at the airport, they live right across Dublin now. Generally, people in the vicinity of the airport have a very proactive approach towards the airport and the benefits of it. Uh, in many cases, you have families going right through generation to generation have worked at Dublin Airport. Uh, it has no uh, immediate negative impacts. There are some issues around noise, which the airport has been very uh, careful to deal with and to monitor to ensure that noise levels are kept within the correct and appropriate uh, limits. Well, I know many... Uh, Families, I know many husbands and wives who met at the airport, both working there, and went on living their whole lives uh, through the airport. So yes, it does have a strong family bearing on the area. And in turn, their children, uh, when they grow up and go on to college, they come back and work at the airport. And the airport has expanded so much, it has offered much more varied opportunities. Traditionally, there were certain types of jobs at the airport, but now that has grown Uh, so many new airlines I mean the Star Alliance which is the largest airline group in the world operate all six airlines six of their airlines operate at a Dublin airport Aer Lingus which is the traditional airport uh, traditional uh, carrier from Dublin is now joined by Ryanair which is a world leader in its class Dublin airport has been a stable employer in the area over many many years but not only is it stable but it's growing from time to time, certain factors have changed. Some jobs, jobs were lost, but they, you find that they're all taken back on again. For every million passengers, there's approximately a 1,000 people employed in the airport. That has now gone to, to 21 million passengers. And, of course, the hotel industry. I mean, obviously, the, the, there's an, an inordinate amount of hotels in and around the Swords area because of the airport. So I presume there's a lot of uh, employment uh, and commercial activity in that sector. There is. The hospitality sector in this region uh, does not reflect the national average in that they do get uh, strong bookings uh, for rooms because of the airport. Both people flying out and in turn people coming back in. Uh, The airport hotels have grown over the years and are still very strong operational units.
Declan Keane is one of the airport's general managers and we spoke to Declan in episode 2 where he kindly described the airport control room. But I also asked Declan to tell us a bit more about the logistics of Dublin Airport itself and he also gave us some very valuable travel tips. Declan, we've only been here a few few minutes and already I've almost lost count of the amount of planes. I mean, it must have been six or seven takeoffs in, in the past few minutes. Roughly how many flights per day? Uh, at the moment, we're, we're looking just over the 400. Uh, it's a quiet uh, Tuesday, Wednesday in, uh, in March. But as you get into the summer, you'd be well over 550, 560 aircraft movements a day. Uh, as I said, uh, you know, eighty thousand passengers on the on the big days. Uh, even the size of the airfield outside, you know, it's uh, what is it now? Six hundred and eighty acres of grassland, one point six one million square meters of concrete out there, uh, five thousand airside light fittings. That that'll give you an idea of what what our guys have to maintain and look after on a daily basis. Uh, Declan, one or two final questions for you. Uh, we're all aware of major emergencies, and I know you train for that, and I've been, we, we have been speaking to the fire chief uh, on things like that. Minor emergencies, for example, airport having to close because of fog or, or ice or whatever, um, they must happen quite a lot, quite frequently. There's a, we sort of refer to it as a flight disruption. So uh, you, you, you various things which can impact on flight operations. Uh, weather is, is one of the ones that most people are familiar with. Um, fog tends not to affect flight operations as much now because aircraft are more equipped, airports are more equipped. So there, there's certainly fog. All it'll do is it'll mean slightly more spacing in the, in the flights, but certainly it doesn't have a, a huge impact on flight operations in Dublin Air airport. Uh, things like wind, very strong winds, if they're crosswinds across the runway can have an impact on flight operations but the way we regard that is well the airport's open but unfortunately the, the aircraft can't land and that's down to, to flight safety and is ultimately the decision of the captain. Uh, we've things like snow and ice uh, are other major impacts and that's certainly a, deci- a factor that we have to play more than an active role in. Uh, we're the ones who ultimately decide whether it's safe for flight operations. And we do that in conjunction with our, our flight crews and our airside ops team. So they do runway inspections. Uh, we have a skidometer which measures braking action. But at some point, the, the decision does have to be made that we have to, to hold flight operations and carry out clearance. And who makes that final call? That's made by ourselves. The airport duty manager ultimately has the call as to, to when we close and and when it's safe for flight operations in the event of snow and ice. Is there any advice that you might give to people travelling? For example, during the summer, should people check your website beforehand? Or That's always the thing we advise passengers, like, give yourselves plenty of time. An airport's a very stressful place for, for people. Uh, I know myself, when you're travelling and you've got a family and you've kids hanging out of you, so it's just to, to get yourself together before you arrive here. Uh, work out, I mean, we've very detailed maps on our website. So have a look, see where you're going to check in come to the airport, have your liquids and your gels prepared, have them in the plastic bag ready for security. Uh, do things like, I know when I'm travelling, I, I put my wallet, my watch, uh, anything I, that's going to be metallic in a bag and zip it up before going through security uh, so that it's just easy to prepare yourself. But as I say, it's, it's giving yourself the time to get through the airport so you're not stressed, so you're not rushed. Uh, get yourself uh, into the, the airside area past security. Uh, 
relax, go to our shops, uh, have a coffee and then board your flight nice and relaxed. Onya Connor is a travel journalist. Having worked in the UK and in Europe for a number of years, she has now returned to her native town of Swords, County Dublin. Onya gave me her recollections of and her views on Dublin Airport. Because, like you said, I'm actually from North County yeah. Dublin and the airport has been an integral part of of my life growing up in Swords. Um, I've got a different perspective on it than I would have, say, as a child or um, as a teenager. Like The airport has had a huge impact on the whole of North Dublin, as you said, but yeah. particularly on Swords. Um, when You sound like you have a bit of pride in it, am I right? Oh, I have, of course. Like, yeah. I mean, it was... It, like, it gave the area, like... Um, a whole new, a whole internationalist that it wouldn't have had, you know, like there wouldn't have been, um, there wouldn't have been as many um, foreign people in swords, there wouldn't have been as many foreign people, not necessarily just the tourists, mm -hmm. because obviously anywhere near an airport you're going to get the tourists, but obviously it brought them. And then it brought migrant workers, like I remember in the 70s it brought people like engineers from places like that you mightn't even have heard of, like Algeria mm. or, you know, or um, if you heard a foreign accent, you wouldn't necessarily think of so them as a, as a, as a, a tourist in, in swords, but you'd probably associate them with the airport as maybe working up there. You know? So are you saying that it brought a bit of a cosmopolitan uh, the, feeling to North Dublin? Exactly. The very thing it did, you know. I know you worked in the UK to Heathrow or Luton or Gatwick. Is there anything in particular about Dublin Airport that makes it a little bit different? Um, there is, as a travel journalist, obviously, what I take most pride in is there's something that makes it um, not that different in that it's a wonderfully international airport. The minute you come mm. into it, you know from the buildings, you know from the... The mixture of architecture, like it's a, it's a little city all within its, its itself. itself, you know, that having worked abroad and having used the airport quite a lot as a journalist as, like, since I've been working, you get to see it in, um, obviously, your perspective of on it changes a lot, you know, but what I take most pride in is seeing what a huge organisation it is, how beautiful it is just to come in and use it and to mm. see it as a mm. child it wasn't you don't understand that it's a huge employer in the area all you know is that your classmates are like while you might have gone down to Ballyhigh for the holidays with all mod cons and taking a house they went to Bermuda now you're getting to hear of places that you never even dreamt well, of because the parents were working there were working yeah. in the airport um, but it gave I don't know, it gave a certain um, excitement, do you yeah, know what I mean, yeah, to when you were a yeah. child. I remember coming into Mexico airport and being dazzled by the, because it's a huge international airport, and it you come out of the, the arrivals and it's got enormous giant uh, terracotta pots that have been painted white and it's just something cute and sweet and memorable it's part of the artwork that's in um, Mexico City that makes that particular airport stand out in your mind but there are 
the parts that make me proud of Dublin Airport are that there are equally good um, equally good contemporary building con- contemporary constructions contemporary expressions of art and Irish culture that Examples. that you'd see immediately when you come in you know Examples would be well, the examples for me are when you're actually coming up to the airport. You come up to the new terminal building and you're going through a very, very modern bridge. You get to see the 1970s round spiral car park. Mm. They're just vistas that are contemporary geometric vistas. You know, they're they're big buildings that are... Um, impressive, you know. Like I mean, their their views of the the actual progress of the airport from the tiny little thing with the um, with the view tower that looked out onto the ra- onto the runways to the new terminal and then to terminal two, the newest terminal. And they came into our school and gave us a CV workshop, or they did a CV workshop with us. Um, this is Sarah Callanan. Sarah is a pupil of St. Finian Secondary School in Swords. Sarah was lucky enough to be part of a Dublin Airport Authority outreach programme designed to advise and help secondary school pupils develop work placement skills. They showed us the do's and don'ts of CVs and what an actual employer would look for on a CV. Um, then they helped us uh, make up our CVs too. I would love, I'd absolutely love to work in the airport someday. Um, I'd love to work in the accounts department because I don't think shift work is for me. Yeah, airports are really exciting. Well, they're constantly on the go and they're open 24-7 and thousands and thousands of people go to the airport every year. I did enjoy going out. Everyone was really, really nice to all those students and... We got great insights into the actual world, world of work. Uh, my name is Fiona Hackett and I am a secondary school teacher in St Finian's Community College in Swords. Dublin Airport Authority um, are part of the business partnership programme um, with us in St Finian's Community College and through that programme they've set up a network with the Leaving Cert Vocational programme in our school where they provide a number of workshops in the area of interviews, skills and um, CVs. So it would involve them coming in on different occasions and um, speaking to the students about the do's and don'ts of CVs and how to lay out a CV. After that process is done, then they would ask the students to put together a CV. And having done that, then they would bring students for interviews up to Dublin Airport Authority and prepare them for a mock interview. Then they would interview them on the day and and record it. Um, After that, then they would provide the students with a feedback session, which would enable the students to look at their interview performance on DVD and um, to evaluate their performance. And again, to look at the do's and don'ts that they would do if they had to do the interview again. So I presume this gives students uh, an insight into what happens in the real world. Am I right there? You are, yeah. The reason um, we linked with Dublin Airport Authority was because that we felt as a school that it was maybe better for the students if they had um, 
an interview that was conducted by a business out in the real world because a business person would be, um, I suppose, able to give them a better idea of what's expected of them in an interview and also maybe to give them feedback that as a teacher maybe in the classroom we couldn't provide for them because we're not in every day-to-day situations where interviews are required. Why do a company like the Dublin Airport Authority, which is one of the, the biggest employers in, in North Dublin and the Swords and, and, and Coolock area, why do they get involved in a project like this? What's in it for them? Well, I, I would think from Dublin Airport Authority's um, perspective, because they are one of the biggest employers in North County Dublin and the fact that we're a school within that area, um, they like to give something back to the community. Um, and I suppose helping in the area of schooling, particularly with students of such a young age, it gives the students opportunities maybe to develop their skills um, where maybe other businesses wouldn't be able to provide that opportunity because there would be smaller employers, whereas Dublin Airport Authority is probably one of the biggest employers. So it's given back to the community, really, I think. Does this happen every year? It does happen every year. It happens um, throughout fifth and sixth year with students in our school. And it goes on, it's a programme for the entire um, year or fifth year and um, partly into sixth year as well. And usually, it's, it's, as I said, it's workshops. So they would come into us probably once a month into the students and then they give the students feedback. And again, we would update either inter- our interview skills or a CV, that type of thing. And then they would go back into us again. Do you know, do many of your students end up taking up employment opportunities in the airport or summer jobs our work experience. Okay, well, Dublin Airport Authority would provide our students with work experience and they usually try to provide between one and three places a year but it does depend on um, the type of work that the student is interested in doing and it also depends on the number of places they have available. Obviously, we're one of the schools on their list but we're not the only school in North County Dublin to cater for. Um, as part of the Leading Certificational Programme, students have to do um, work experience for between three and five days and we would often have one to two students each year that would work in Dublin Airport Authority in different areas. We've had students work in the Human Resource Department. We've also had students work in the Accounting Department. And there, more recently, we had a student that worked in the Loop retail area in the airport. Fiona, do many of your students express any desire or any inclination to maybe a career in the airline industry or the airport industry? They do, yeah. We have um, had one or two students in the past who have been interested in the area of mechanics, aircraft mechanics. And more recently, we had a student that was interested in being a pilot. So for their work experience through the Dublin Airport Authority, they managed to get in for their work experience with CityJet. Now, obviously, as it is work experience, they weren't able to fly an aircraft or anything. But what actually involved is it involved um, work shadowing, I suppose, more than work experience, where they're alongside um, mechanics. So they watch the work of the mechanic. Um, they were also given presentations on health and safety. And at the very end of their work experience, then they were asked to give a presentation to the um, the, the aircraft, particular maintenance aircraft department. Irish low-cost airline Ryanair is credited with changing the face of the aviation industry, not only in Europe, but also worldwide. To get a glimpse at the history, the staff and the ethos of this company, I spoke to, in a noisy terminal building, Michelle Lowe of Ryanair. Well, Ryanair um, was set up by the Ryan family with a share capital of just £1 um, and staff of 25 back in 1985. 
Um, and then in 1986, the deregulation of air transport between Britain and Ireland um, brought huge reductions in fares. When Open Skies came in, it just meant all airlines could compete freely. You know, when the deregulation came in, it, it made it possible um, for people to travel more freely. The fares were cut in half um, and it just made things easier for the people of Ireland to be able to travel at a low cost price. Approximately how many staff would Ryanair have working in Dublin Airport? Um, at, the, at the minute, in, in the whole of Dublin, obviously with our grand operations and our head office, we would have approximately 1,200 staff. I know in terms of our crew, um, our cabin crew, uh, a lot of them would be based in and around the Swords and Santry area, obviously because of the location to the airport, and then the rest would obviously be, I presume, padded out over the Dublin area. Traditionally, as, as we are an Irish airline, it makes sense to have our roots within Ireland, and obviously Dublin would be one of our main hubs um, where we operate over 85 Dublin routes in total, it makes sense to have our operations based here. We'd have uh, about 17 aircraft based in Dublin, all Boeing 737-800 aircrafts. Michelle, as somebody from North Dublin, do you get a pride in the airport in, in that your company is, is one of the biggest operators in, in, in basically North Dublin's airport? Absolutely. I think anybody that lives in North Dublin, I think it's such an advantage to have uh, an international airport on our doorstep. Thank you for listening to this, the fourth and final episode of Gateways. Gateways was produced and presented by Ger Ledden. And my thanks to all those who helped in the making of this documentary. We leave you with some of the comments made by those who work, live and contribute to Dublin Airport. Yeah, airports are really exciting. Well, they're constantly on the go and they're open 24-7 and thousands and thousands of people go through the airport every year. I did enjoy going out. Everyone was really, really nice to all those students. And I don't know, it gave a certain um, excitement, do you know what I mean, to when you were a child. And then, um, as an older child, then you would have been babysitting smaller kids and you'd get to see the people who were working in the airport, like the former air hostesses and all that. There was a glamour to anybody who worked in the airport. And then their sons and daughters have come to work in their footsteps in, in the airport. It is a, there is a great feeling of community when you do work at the airport. Uh, and, you know, architecturally uh, and from a user's perspective, um, really puts in place a, a world-class facility. Well, I grew up, you know, looking at the airport, uh, a city lit up in the country. I lived in North County Dublin, not too far away. And I uh, always wondered at how wonderful it looked, yeah. this big, busy, bustling uh, location out in North County. Uh, I've spent 27 years working here now, and uh, I, would, I wouldn't swap it for any other career. I think w- something that's very nice about Dublin Airport, if I may say, that I think um, ha- has been got correctly now, is that we have a nice little bit of Irish culture being um, laced through the building me it still contained the the aura of the hopefulness of the of the new state of Ireland and this was Ireland for, forging ahead into the modern age in spite of the awful situation that the whole of, of Europe was in at the time. The papal insignia had to be on the inside of the door and all that kind of thing. It had to be on all the menus. It had to be right. Uh, and But it was a wonderful time. That was, I, I think that was the last that was the last age of innocence in Ireland. Innocent, and people turned out their thousands to see him at the airport and all over. But when he when he landed at the airport, we were, I was on. He, he couldn't get near him, obviously, but I was on the ramp, 
uh, to see this this god god arriving here yeah, yeah. <laughs> on our airplane Binary 21 Charlie Papa, wind 220 degrees, 21 knots. Straight ahead, 90 runway 28, clear takeoff, bye bye. Clear for takeoff, runway 28, Ryanair 81 Charlie Papa, bye.